Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Hebrews in chapter 10. We're going to begin in verse 32. We're going to read the two anchor verses that we have used this year to begin and really to guide us <clears throat> throughout the, the year and the lessons. In Hebrews in chapter 10, beginning in verse 32, a very powerful passage with many elements of the importance of perseverance. But remember the former days when after being enlightened, you endured a great conflict of sufferings, partly by being made a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations, and partly by becoming shares with those who were so treated. You showed sympathy to the prisoners and accepted joyfully the seizure of your property, knowing that you have for yourselves a better possession and a lasting one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what was promised. For yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith in the persevering of the soul. What a, an amazing passage. And uh, as you well know, we preached several sermons from that, that passage, and it was really a, a great jump-off point for preaching about perseverance. But I want you to turn with me to the book of Revelation in chapter 14 and verse 12. And uh, this was also a very important passage, guiding the lessons that I created in the format that we, we uh, put together. So in the book of Revelation, chapter 14 and verse 12, it says, Here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of Jesus and the faith of Jesus. And so notice it speaks of the faith of Christ. Now your modern translation, like mine, probably does not say that, but in the Greek, it's in the genitive case, so it's actually talking about Jesus' faith. And so... Uh, we need to live a life by Jesus' faith. Just as Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, the one who delivered me and uh, the one who loved me and delivered himself up for me. So I want to begin this morning by way of introduction. You know, last year was a year filled with challenges. And difficulties for many of us. <clears throat> Some of you know that uh, several members of the body of Christ at Pleasant Hill got COVID, some very seriously. I'm deeply thankful that the Lord was gracious and delivered us all. I know that in other congregations, uh, such as my the congregation that my brother Steve serves, that two of the leading men passed because of COVID, and, and sadly, my nephew Stephen also passed as well. But I've heard that there are many uh, people who have uh, loved ones that have, they have lost to COVID. And so it was a challenging year. The vast majority of the people in our congregation became uh, sick. Even uh, Tamara, um, just so concerned for her for a while because of uh, the COVID. And so we're so deeply thankful the Lord has delivered us uh, from the heartache of losing loved ones. And I'm thankful so that we can continue to serve him in the coming years. Also, to the loss of our brother, Mike Harbour, was a huge, huge devastating hit for me. And um, I'm so thankful that, that last year during our camp, 
in regards to perseverance, uh, I asked Mike Harbour to preach twice. And uh, he did a phenomenal job uh, in closing the camp. In fact, I have still uh, have the remembrance of him preaching how our prayers are moving the hand of God to release angel armies to come and protect and serve the brethren in times of great persecution. And I'll tell you what, I've experienced that. And so I pray fervently and I'm so deeply thankful that the Lord uh, gave great strength to Mike at the Oregon Family Camp. He rallied at the end and just preached in my opinion, the best sermon he's ever preached, and he did a powerful job in helping us be equipped for that coming year. Sadly, our our brother passed, and uh, I flew back to Lima in June to spend time with uh, friends and family, and so we're going to miss him, and this year during Oregon Family Camp, we're going to have a a slideshow remembering uh, Mike Harbour, and uh, really thankful for him and his service. He's touched so many lives here, and so uh, so deeply thankful uh, for him. But again, uh, we, we miss him and will miss him this year at Oregon Family Camp. But I want to begin talking about how we laid out last year. At the very beginning of the year, uh, I, I looked back at the years before when we did the power of of uh, uh, positive, encouraging one another, and all the more as we see the days drawing near, and then talking about how important it was to have a sincere faith from Timothy, where it says the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. And and then we looked at the power of presence, and lo and behold, the devil must have not liked that, and <laughs> and uh, the mask mandate, and uh, shelter in place, uh, all the craziness that went on with the COVID uh, being rolled out in uh, uh, February. And uh, so anyway, uh, we <laughs> we decided to shelter in place two Sundays, as you recall, last year. And then I decided, no, we're going to open it up and we're going to start preaching and teaching. And <clears throat> we had our masks. Uh, I remember one brother came in with a mask on his head. <laughs> I won't say who that was, but... Uh, Anyway, so, but we kept preaching and teaching. And uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, many of us uh, contracted uh, COVID at the same time. And uh, we lost basically the month of September for most of us. I know for myself, I was looking back at my lesson and I see there were no lessons uh, during September. So, uh, uh, very interesting. I did one half a lesson at the beginning of September, and I finished it in the the very first part of October. So yeah, we had some challenges last year, but by way of introduction, January we spent talking about the defining of terms, being steadfast, enduring, persevering, and we set the stage by preaching through uh, both uh, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verses 32 through the close of the chapter, and then uh, Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12. But then we jumped into the the foundation for perseverance. And there are three elements that we looked at, as you recall. And if you have your lesson plans with you, and I hope you got those off of the, the uh, email that I sent you, um, faith, hope, and love really are the foundational principles for uh, endurance and perseverance. Without the faith of Christ, we would not persevere. 
The faith of man or faith in man or the things of man will fail us every single time. But the faith of Christ, the powerful picture that we see in regards to faith, Christ's convictions, you know, Christ's trusting in his Father in all things, and uh, Christ uh, having that obedience to the Father's will. He really was the embodiment of faith. And so we can look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. And so that was the first part or the first element of the foundation that we preached on. We talked about hope. And hope is not I know so, it's I have great confidence in God in knowing that he will deliver what he has promised. As you remember, we looked at the past, present, and future of our hope. The past, looking at what God promised and fulfilled, looking at the provision he's granted to us now, and then looking to the future with confidence because what he did in the past and what he's doing in the present, he will continue to do. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if he delivered Moses, if he delivered Hezekiah, if he delivered Daniel, if he delivered the Apostle Paul from the lion's, or from the lion's mouth, he's going to deliver us as well. And in this last year, what rich blessings of deliverance we received in so many different ways. And so we preached, we taught that hope, hope is fully trusting in the Lord, waiting on the Lord. And so the last thing was love. The last pillar, the last foundational piece for perseverance is love. You know, love perseveres, it bears all things. And so uh, we went through a series of lessons, love endures all things, uh, love never fails, uh, defining the nature of love, um, the greatest loves in this life are to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love thy neighbor as Jesus loves him or her. And you know, that's going to help you to persevere even in times of great difficulty, even potential imprisonment as we talked about. Because the Apostle Paul had a love for that jailer. And so he was singing the praises of God. And then of course, uh, when the, the jailhouse was shaken by an earthquake, um, the jailer came in and fell before him. Now, Paul having been mercilessly beaten and then having that jailer himself throwing him in the inner prison, had a great love for that man's soul and he preached the gospel and brought him to a saving knowledge of Christ. So notice we have examples uh, for every aspect of life. Love overcomes, endures and overcomes all things. But then we transitioned after about four or five months of building the foundation uh, in <clears throat> beginning of August, we began looking at prepare to endure. And as you can see from your notes, we went to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, laying aside every encumbrance and laying aside every sin, the sin which so easily entangles. So we looked at the several encumbrances, as you can see from your lesson plan, Luke chapter 8 and verse 14. Let's go there very, very quickly, because these encumbrances still exist and very well could trip us up. And so how to prepare to endure and this is going to help us in uh, what we're going to be doing next year in regards to trust. What do we put our trust in? And so sadly, oftentimes, we have put our trust in things and people, and there's danger there. And so take a look. Uh, Luke chapter 8, when he's explaining the parable of the sower and the seed and the third type of soil. 
The seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones or the people who have heard the word, and as they go on their way, they are choked with the worries and the riches and the pleasures of this life. You know, we talked about this before, and we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. Worry is a symptom of a lack of trust in God. And so it's so critical that we trust God. Something else I think is very important in regards to these things is riches and pleasures. You know, we put our hope in riches as Americans. The 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 uh, temporal prosperity is amazing. And so once again, so important that we need to be prepared for a time when we may not have such temporal prosperity. In fact, as we were warned in Hebrews chapter 10, that our possessions might be taken away. We might be imprisoned. We don't know. We don't know what the future holds, but we should prepare ourselves as people of faith, as people of hope, and as people of love, prepare ourselves for that possible eventuality. And so uh, we talked about running the race, the race. And I've been looking a lot at the race, the course set before us. It's really the life of Jesus Christ. If we take a look at Ephesians in chapter 2 and verse 10, and I invite you to do that on your own, we are created in Christ Jesus. We're his workmanship, his special creation. For good works he prepared hand for us to walk therein. He lived the life. He ran the course. He laid it out for us. And so we need to follow if we're going to be prepared. And then finally, you know, look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, we did actually look at several uh, passages of Scripture in regards to Jesus' continued perseverance and endurance. As you well know of recent, we finished out the year with looking at examples of uh, suffering, examples of great persecution, uh, examples of perseverance and endurance. We started with the book of James, and the book of James talked about the prophets of old that endured and yet they were greatly rewarded. And then he says that we need to follow their example. And so we did. We looked at Job. He, James specifically talked about Job. And we looked at Job. What an amazing man. And notice Job and Noah and Paul and Timothy and Mary all had the same basic pattern in their lives. They were men and women of virtue. Integrity first, virtue first, character that would continue to sustain them in very difficult times. And then we actually see the terrible, difficult, challenging times in their life where they did manifest that character. And then we looked at how they were rewarded by the Lord. And so those are beautiful pictures of people who've gone through some terrible persecutions, terrible suffering, and yet they continued faithfully because of their great character. And brethren, we need to follow in their example. I love the passage of scripture in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 10, where he talks about how so many fell because of a lack of faith in the Old Testament. And, he, and Paul says, now, now this was given for our instruction that we would not desire these godless things. But there's other examples, such as Jesus entrusting himself uh, faithfully to his father when he suffered terribly, as uh, we saw in First Peter and chapter 2. And uh, so it's important for us to recognize that in following in Jesus's 
footsteps. We're going to rejoice in times of suffering. And we're going to entrust ourselves to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Now I want to share with you, uh, transitioning now, uh, to what we're going to be looking at in the beginning of 2022 and throughout the year. You know, Jesus was able to endure, persevere, because he did entrust himself to a, a faithful creator, a wonderful father uh, and God. And he endured until the end. And he was able to secure our salvation. I would like you to go with me to First uh, Peter and chapter 4 this morning. And this is my conclusion, but the conclusion might be a little long today. <laughs> I only gave you one line on your lesson plan, sorry. <laughs> and so in 1 Peter and uh, chapter 4, I want to begin in, in verse uh, 12. It says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, uh, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of, of his glory, at his coming, uh, his second coming at the resurrection. It says, also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exaltation. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory rests upon you. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or a thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in this name. For it is time for the judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is with difficulty that the righteous is saved, what will be the godless man and the sinner. Now listen very carefully to this next verse. Therefore those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Now that passage of scripture. Therefore those also who suffer according to the will of God now shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. The fifth law of spiritual momentum is the power of trust. And the very beginning of our trust must have its foundation in our trust in God. We need to trust God in every aspect of our lives. You know, sadly, oftentimes I, I find myself um, trusting people and trusting things that I have no business in trusting them. And, and sadly, I get burned. If I were to trust God and his word and use his word to guide me in my work with and in my sacrifices for people, I would be sure not to put my trust in those things are temporal, those things that are fading, those things that are inconsistent. It's so important for us to trust God. And I think oftentimes because we can't see him, Although with spiritual eyes you can. We can't hear him, although with ears to hear as you read the scriptures, you can hear him communicate to you his will. And the principles that we see in the scriptures can be applied. His voice in our hearts 
as we have memorized truths such as he who waters others waters himself, the man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes the crooked path will be found out. Those drive me. Beautiful visuals of, of trusting God as the Apostle Paul trusted God drive me. In the book of Acts in chapter 20, as I see the Apostle Paul appealing to the elders in Ephesus, how he went from house to house and publicly teaching and preaching with tears because oftentimes there was suffering and oftentimes there were brethren that turned against him and yet he continued faithfully because he trusted God. How important that is for us this year to build a community first that trusts God and proves to be trustworthy to God as men and women of integrity. So we're going to look at trusting God and know that we can trust him in anything and everything, and we must if we're going to remain faithful and persevere. Again, we're building on lessons from the past. It's, we're not preaching things radically new, but we're going to be preaching once again about faith because really the core of faith is trust. If we are faithful that means we are trustworthy to God. If we have faith in God, that means we trust him in every aspect of our lives. Trust is the core of faith. And faith is a critical element of our trust. But we must prove to be faithful to the brethren. We must be trustworthy. We must be men and women of absolute integrity. If we are going to build a community in an environment of great challenges and difficulties... You know, Tony uh, offered up, Tony Weber offered up a prayer, praise and prayer request about the amazing church family she has. And I would agree with her. I'm deeply thankful and blessed as well. But it's important for each one of us to choose to step in to that trust in God and choosing to be a trustworthy man or woman, um, a man or woman of your word, of integrity, so that people can trust you. You know, it's important this year coming up when we take a look at trust that we're going to look at how do we develop trust in others and how do we develop being a trustworthy person. We're going to look at some very specific practical applications this year and I hope that you'll all join us. And so I'm thankful once again to be a part of this great family, the Pleasant Hill family. I'm thankful for those uh, brethren, uh, both here in the United States and in Belarus, have been so encouraging and supportive over the year, this year, uh, especially when they found out I was in the hospital. Just the, the outpouring of love and appreciation and support and prayers was tremendous. So my prayer for this coming year is that we would learn to be trustworthy and we would learn to trust God first trusting him and entrusting our souls to him, Tr being trustworthy for God first. And if we are trustworthy for God, then men and women will be able to trust us because we've lived that life of integrity following in the footsteps of Jesus. And so that's my direction for this year for the saints at Pleasant Hill. And I pray that others would come alongside from other congregations and, and realize the importance of trust and entrusting oneself to God.
And so with that, brethren, I, I want to uh, uh, thank you for a wonderful year, and I look forward to our time together in uh, 2022. And so let's close in a word of prayer. Our holy God in heaven, I, I really am moved with deep joy and, and gratitude and thanksgiving for a year filled with some very, very <clears throat> uh, scary uh, challenges, very sorrowful challenges. Uh, and yet, Father, you have delivered uh, your people uh, at Pleasant Hill. I know some other saints have gone on uh, from COVID, but Father, we know that you have great joy in the death of your, your godly ones because now they are home with you. And uh, we are deeply thankful for that truth. But Father, for us, we remain and we have a, another year to commit ourselves fully to trusting you and investing our, our time and talents and energy and resources in serving you and doing so in such a way that we bear out the truth uh, of our trust, our full trust in you, our full confidence in you, and also to dear Heavenly Father, building a life that others can trust, being trustworthy. Father, help us in this coming year as we, we build and strengthen the body of Christ until the day you return, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Again, I hope that you'll join us again this evening. Uh, the evening assembly will be at 6 o'clock uh, this evening. And uh, so uh, Brother Kirk Parks is going to be delivering the message. And uh, so we're uh, looking forward to that. So I hope you'll join us again. Thank you so much. And you take care and enjoy the snow. Drive careful now. Bye. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.